0: Hello, welcome to Philosophy Gets Schooled. I'm Simon Kirchin, a philosopher based at the University of Kent. Uh, This is a special episode um, of Philosophy Gets Schooled. It's an overview episode of moral philosophy or ethics. So moral philosophy is one of the most important areas of philosophy in general. and It's really important we devote a number of episodes to it. Um, If you're studying A-level or IB or Scottish Highers, Um, whether it's philosophy or religion and ethics um, you'll see that moral philosophy comes up an awful lot so I often think of moral philosophy as coming in three broad blocks so the first block is often referred to as applied moral philosophy or applied ethics so perhaps there are some everyday situations difficult situations some dilemmas um, that you have to think your way through Um, perhaps the other day um, you agreed to meet a friend, um, and it was a really important promise that you made to them. But on your way to to see the friend, there's another friend who really needs your help to do something urgently. and you need to decide whether you need to help this friend right now who needs the urgent help. but if you do, you're gonna break your promise. What do you do? Perhaps also, sometimes you have to tell white lies to friends who've bought absolutely ghastly, awful outfits even though they like them. Are you honest? Or do you tell white lies to save their feelings? But as you know, if you've been studying um, uh, moral philosophy, there are also some big issues to be thinking about as well. Issues around war. Should we uh, go to war? Is war a moral thing? Uh, And even if we are in a war, uh, are there rules around how we should conduct ourselves in war? Um, There are also some big issues in medical science around end of life and start of life issues. And also issues around how we should treat animals should we be vegans for example now as you're thinking through all of these different um, dilemmas and difficult situations uh, you can think about them individually on their own but sometimes you might be comparing them and you might find that there's different considerations in these different uh, situations that are pulling you in different directions that might be a bit confusing So if you're thinking like that and you're in that sort of zone, then you go from all of these applied ethical issues in this first big block into what's often referred to as normative ethics, which brings us into a second big block of thinking. So descriptive ethics is basically just describing the decisions that we make. Normative ethics is trying to help us develop um, some more general principles or stances or general methods of justifying what we should do so that we don't get as confused as we might be right are some big things that we should be concentrating on in all situations Because if you think about when we act and and think morally, there are different elements and aspects you can focus on. So sometimes we might be focusing on the action or the action type itself, something being a killing or a lying or a stealing or a helping or a saving. Sometimes we might be focusing on the consequences or the effects of our action. And sometimes perhaps we're focusing on the intention or more generally the character and virtuous traits that we can develop. And actually thinking this way introduces three of the main normative ethical theories. There are some others, but but these are the three main ones. So deontologists will often focus on the actions. And in fact, they, they might focus exclusively on the actions. They say, if you want to find out whether something is right or wrong, you just focus on the action type. That's the only morally significant feature or element. You might, though, be a consequentialist or perhaps a utilitarian. And you say, look, don't worry about the action type. What you need to focus on are the effects of your action. Are you producing or maximizing utility or happiness or pleasure or avoiding pain, minimizing pain? Or perhaps you're a virtue ethicist and you say, look, the most important thing is in general to develop virtuous character traits. And that's normative ethics. So it's trying to develop a general stance to help sort out some of that confusion. But what about the third block? With everything I've been talking through so far, we've assumed that actions can be right and wrong, that people can be good and bad and kind and cruel and brave and cowardly. And it seems as as if they are. I mean, every day we go through life and we say that people are good or bad, that some situations are cruel, that uh, people have acted kindly. And we often seem to be sincere in those judgments. What happens if we get it wrong? Well, this brings us on to this third block called metaethics. Meta means after or beyond. So perhaps we've done a lot of ethical thinking, but now we're thinking, well, is any of this thinking kind of rational? Um, Is it really relating to anything? So there are lots of broad families of uh, theories in metaethics. One broad family is the moral realist position. So we're making all these judgments, and we seem to be saying that people can be right and wrong, kind and cruel, and guess what? They really can be. Some of these judgments we make are true, and some of, them, some of them are false, and they get to be true or false because they really are values. They really are value properties, as philosophers often say, and what we're doing when we're judging is picking them out, and people who think this are often referred to as moral realists. Um, there's some questions though one can ask a moral realist so for example these value properties how, how do they cohere how do they live in a world as we understand it from a natural scientific materialistic point of view after all you can't measure value properties or see them or, or touch them and that kind of question leads on to another broad family of meta theories the moral anti-realist um, family and that itself splits into a number of different tribes. So one of those tribes is often referred to as moral error theory. So moral error theorists say, "Yeah, there are no value properties. They really aren't. They're so strange they couldn't exist in this in our scientific worldview. They just just don't exist. And when people are making moral judgments that people are kind or people are cruel, um, they're being sincere. They think they are saying." potentially true or false things but guess what they are in widespread fundamental error none of these judgments could ever be true they're just silly nonsense um, and uh, basically the way to think about moral error theory is that it's kind of like atheism but for moral thinking now there's another tribe in moral anti-realism that kind of goes along with moral error theory but stops at a certain point. So they agree that there are no value properties, they agree that people are sincerely uh, thinking that uh, people can be kind and cruel, and they agree with moral error theorists that in fact uh, people are wrong about that, but they don't think that people are in widespread error. They think instead that people are doing something still very valuable when they're making moral judgments. And thinking and talking in moral ways. It's just not quite what we think they're doing. So instead of perhaps describing the world and saying, yes, there are value properties, you know, these things are good and bad. They're doing something else. Perhaps they are expressing emotions or perhaps they're expressing and giving commands or prescriptions telling people what they should be doing because language language does all sorts of things we use language in all sorts of ways and this this tribe is often referred to as non-cognitivism or expressivist theories and they splinter into lots of specific positions so emotivism prescriptivism and some others as well so that gives you I hope a bit of a quick overview of the family uh, of different meta-ethical positions and also uh, of all of the uh, moral philosophy that uh, we study at A-level, IB, and Scottish Highers and everything else. Um, so we've got all those applied ethic, ethical positions, those dilemmas, those situations. Normative ethics, where we're trying to think of some general stances, justifications, worldviews, And then we've got all these meta-ethical positions where we're thinking what's really going on when we think uh, and act and talk in moral and evaluative ways. So as I say, we've got lots of episodes uh, on moral philosophy in Philosophy Get Schooled. And the good news is it's not just me talking you through them. Um, I'm in conversation with school teachers who get to think about this stuff every day. Um, So I hope you uh, enjoy the episodes. Just click on the ones you want and just uh, listen to them. Uh, And uh, I think that's it. Apart from now it's time just for a little bit of outro music.